All right, welcome back to Pursuing Conversation. This is a um, going to be an interesting one because it's the first time that Thomas is not here with me. Yeah. Uh, so today I have a good friend of mine, Kyle, um, and we're here just to kind of talk about a bunch of stuff that I think needs to be said because him and I have had multiple conversations. You know, we've known each other for over a year, over yeah. a year and a half, I think. Now. Going, yeah, got to be going on two at yeah, least. Yeah, yeah. Known um, each other a while. Yeah, and we've had multiple conversations, um, kind of on the political side, but uh-huh. also social relations and yeah, and just current events and stuff like that. And him and I have always been, we never had any type of uncivil conversation, no. anything like that. Obviously, we have our opinions on a lot of stuff, just like anybody else. But um, And I also want to mention before we get really going in anything, that this podcast is probably going to air the what, a week from tomorrow. So it's not going to be, it's, we're filming right now on the 7th. So obviously with everything, if we get into any specific yeah. topics, I mean, a week's going to go by, things might change. So just yeah. so you know, this is not as current as it probably could be. Yeah, who but, knows what could happen yeah, in, in the yeah, week before literally. it comes out. Yeah, because obviously we're on the 7th and literally the, this morning, CNN and then one other. Uh, Fox News also projected Fox Biden News did, to yeah. win. Yeah. Yep. So we're at the projection stage, which, mm-hmm. you know, litigation, everything's going on right now, obviously. So there's tons of different things that could happen in the next week and next month so oh absolutely so definitely keep that in mind going into this conversation but um but yeah i wanted to first kind of talk to you about your stance in politics because obviously some people are more open and some people are less open about um their opinions on things and obviously the hotter the topic i'm sure the more reserved you are to to share but you're involved in I know you were telling me last year about a kind of like you went to a conference or um something on the Republican like like oh, kid, yeah. like kids that kids that you our age yeah and absolutely just for like um like open dialect about mm-hmm. what you believe and everything like that so talk a little bit more about that because honestly it's been a while since I've heard about it but it might oh, yeah. be good to start yeah off what I was it. telling you about was actually um a program I participated in on campus uh the at UNL. Uh, it was through ASUN. It was called Engage. And so what we did is we took, you know, political demographic tests that kind of analyzed where you were on the political spectrum mm-hmm. and matched you up with somebody else with the opposing views. Yeah. And the whole goal was kind of like something that defined our, defines our friendship is just mm-hmm. civil, respectful, understanding conversation. Yeah. And so that's something that I participated in and I absolutely loved it. I learned a lot. Mm-hmm. Um I met some really incredible people. Uh you know, even though we may not agree politically, I have yeah. no doubt saying that they are some of the best people I've ever met. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, uh, you know, I'm involved in a in a program called uh, Turning Point USA, which mm-hmm. is um about getting much younger conservative, you know, a- activists just get getting kids involved in in politics and and not even necessary politics just understanding that the government does impact your life and so right. it is in your best interest to at least be slightly invested mm-hmm. at the at the minimum yeah because i feel like a lot of people it's it's hard to know everything especially when it comes to politics because there's things that are constantly changing oh, yeah. um elections are going on all the time that i mean we pay attention every four years with most people you know with the elections going on right now but there's so many smaller elections and things mm-hmm. that you can get involved in in your local area that might affect you more directly than even the, the presidential election. Which, oh, absolutely. I um, mean, 
I'm a ballot counter and, you know, we're counting ballots for every spring and mm-hmm. fall election. Mm-hmm. And then you have certain times you have special elections. Yeah. Yeah. There's always places to get involved. Yeah. How does that, how do the, how does the ballot counting kind of work? Like, like I know, is it the same? Oh, yeah. Do you know if it's the same process that, um, well, okay. So now too, counting or? ballots, this should be noted. Counting ballots is not federally regulated. Mm-hmm. It is entirely up to each state. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, I work at the Lancaster County um election commission mm-hmm. i volunteer as a ballot counter there and and kind of an overview of the process is of course this year with all of the um absentee ballots that were mailed in it was kind of unprecedented but um basically what happens is we get the ballots in mm-hmm. we record what precinct they are from this mm-hmm. is if it's coming from a polling place yeah so in a, in a more normal election year we record the precinct it's from then they go into a counter and a weigher. So the counter and the weigher will know exactly how many ballots are there. Mm-hmm. And those are only establishing the number of ballots in that stack. Yeah. Then that stack moves to the true ballot counters, which is what I do. And I run with um, a Democrat since I'm a registered Republican. Mm-hmm. You, everybody works in teams of two. There's one Democrat, one Republican mm-hmm. to ensure you know, a, a fair process yeah, exactly. yeah, and transparency. Um, and then I run the machine that counts the ballots mm-hmm. and no ballots are counted by hand mm-hmm. none if the machine can't read one it goes into a process called a resolution ballot mm-hmm. and that is where another team of a republican and democrat will fill out an identical ballot so they will take that ballot they will observe the marks and mark down correct marks on a new ballot yeah but that exactly reflects this one yeah so that vote still counts mm-hmm. equally and then those are counted yeah. so that's how and have you seen the videos coming up of that process happening i have yeah i've seen videos of for example in philadelphia people are saying why are why are ballot workers you know filling out tens like tons of ballots and it's like well more than likely they're resolution ballots they weren't counted in the first time i there was probably an errant mark or Mm. the bubbles weren't filled in properly they were were talking about a lot of like people would check or x yep which to me is like, I mean, you've been, you've gone so far now. You should know how like a scan, yep. like, I mean, obviously we do scantrons and stuff like that. Oh All yeah. I'm growing up. We know how to. Well, yeah, you do see it in more well. the senior population of just yeah. like a check mark yeah, because, you know, they didn't take scantron tests yeah. is in school. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, I even, even this year counting ballots uh, for this election, I saw countless just, just a dash even, mm-hmm. or you get, uh, they're called hesitancy marks, yeah. but you get where somebody they put their pen down on a bubble, yeah. But then they're like, "Oh no, that's not the one I want," and so they take it oh, off, but it still yeah. leaves a mark. Yeah. And so that the machine can't read that because it's mm-hmm. like, well, you can't vote for which is good. I yeah, think it that's, is. Yeah, that's the reason you have that other. Yeah, it's just those are the issues through. that we run into, and yeah, which is why it's taking so long. Oh you know, yeah, and I mean a little bit longer, but especially with absentee ballots or or mail-in ballots, you know, you're filling them out at home, so mm-hmm. you can get food stains, coffee stains, you can spill water on it, yeah. you know, people might not use a black pen like you're supposed to. All of those are reasons that would increase the number of resolution ballots, mm-hmm. which would then lead to poll workers, as we saw in some of these videos. Now, I don't know they were filling out resolution ballots, but based on my understanding of the video, that's certainly what it looks what it like they're like. doing, because yeah. it's always a team of two people, yeah. which would probably be a Republican and a Democrat. Mm-hmm filling out ballots to correct the errors so that yeah. the ballots are counted. That's yeah. that's kind of what I think about those those videos. Yeah, and it's it's been a long last couple of days, man. I mean, I you and I haven't really talked too much about um just what we've seen right. online and everything about the election and everything. 
honestly, my like eyes have hurt after not like for any uh, you know theoretical reasons, but actually right. because I've been staring at my screen for the last two two three days mm-hmm. just to, just to, like refreshing just to see what's going on. And the memes are hilarious. I, I oh, I love the memes. Personally, the memes are great. Yeah, but, from either side, I love the yeah. memes. You know, the memes making fun of of President Trump and the memes making fun of, I guess, now technically President-elect mm-hmm. Biden, yeah. Um, yeah. at least as of right now. Yeah. Um, I, I, I love them from either side. Mm-hmm. They're funny. Mm-hmm. I, I been, think you should be able to laugh about any situation, absolutely. especially something like this. Absolutely. I've been sending them back and forth to, like, my friends and family, and it's, yeah. it's, been, it's been great. But, yeah, everything going on recently, I know that, obviously, since we have another week before this airs of whatever could possibly happen, you know, um, it's been interesting to see because I remember last election, it was so quick and oh, yeah. it was the next day we knew right away. And yeah, yeah, I think we found out like three in the morning or something yeah, like that is yeah. when um, Hillary Clinton conceded. Mm-hmm. I think I woke up to it, mm-hmm. but I definitely didn't have anything like this. But obviously everybody has to understand that we're still in a pandemic. There's a reason that we had all these mail-in ballots happen and all states, as you said, are different. The way oh, yeah. that, the way that oh, they yeah. got their ballots, the deadlines. I know Nebraska they urged everybody to get their mail, their ballots sent in the mail by Friday before mm-hmm. that they had it prior. And then I know that when we started to count those mail-in ballots were, were different based on the state too. Like mm-hmm. I know Florida, and this is what I was talking to another buddy of mine who, um, he's Republican as well. So mm-hmm. he was, he was keeping up with it. And obviously there's a lot uh, being to be said about how fair it is at the moment. There's a lot, mm-hmm. obviously the litigations, everything being brought up. Um, but me paying attention to the beginning of the election, I know Florida was able to count their ballots prior. So they had, Mm -hmm. it it looked like it was, you know, Biden might pull that off. But as the day went on, those mail-in ballots were, had already been counted, Mm -hmm. which obviously we know that Trump was more vote in person. Exactly. Yeah. Trump was pushing all of his supporters to vote in person. And so that's, they kind of expected that, you know, they expected the majority of, of mail-in ballots especially in swing states, mm-hmm. to be Biden votes. Yeah. And then they would see kind of a, a surge, as they called it, um, when in-person voting was opened yeah. up. Yeah, so it was com- like the complete opposite, but um, like Pennsylvania compared to Florida, because Florida had already counted. Pennsylvania had to wait until, I think it was the day of, before they started counting the mail-in ballots. Yep. So obviously once they get done with those in-person, which aren't going to be as skewed right. towards Biden's favor. It's going to look pretty even, and obviously we saw that Trump was up actually on those on those oh, yeah. uh, in person ballots. But you still have all these to put in, and the thing that that's hard for me with this whole process is everybody's obviously getting you know you have your opinion, you get you know worked up as to what you're seeing, and there's always like talk of you know we can't blow a lead if we have this lead that's this high. Like there's no way these votes just come out of nowhere. And to me, I'm like, it's almost like I wish we could just not count as we go, just mm-hmm. just. Don't release any numbers because a one of the anchors, I don't remember which channel it was on, he he put it really well. He was like, the election happened on Tuesday and the days leading up to it. We're just discovering the outcome right now. Mm-hmm. And so essentially it's like you have a, he uh, referred, it's like a scratch off. Like you have an answer underneath it. We're just mm-hmm. trying to like find, find out what that is. Mm-hmm. So technically, like theoretically, if I just happen to count all of the Biden votes, it might look like he's up a thousand percent he's he's, he's oh, yeah. up right now and then just you know as you count because it doesn't really matter until every single vote is counted nope and it's it's hard to it's like right now obviously 2020 you want to know right away oh yeah like that's that's how i saw a bunch oh, of tweets yeah. about that it's like it's 2020 i don't know how we don't it's all about that instant yeah, gratification yeah, literally yep. so 
it's tough to be patient on, mm-hmm. on either side. Oh yeah. And moving forward, we don't even we, we still don't know for sure. It's not a hundred percent. Well, yeah, I mean you have countless court cases opened in what, like five states now, I think. Yeah, you have litigation. All over. Um that uh, I know at least in some states starts Monday. Mm-hmm. Um so I mean you have to see where that goes no matter what. Well, but yeah, and then and then you have people contesting the definition of what is a legally cast ballot. You know, the Trump campaign wants to keep yeah. that as no vote counted after i believe midnight on election night Mm -hmm. and so if it was received or counted after midnight he's arguing that's not a legally cast ballot yeah um and you know then you run into the political side of that which is well most of all of the ballots that are received later going to be mail-in ballots or absentee ballots and so you know statistically speaking we've seen those are more biden votes Mm -hmm. and so this has absolutely turned into one big political game yeah and i i personally Though I wish we could just get an answer because in all honesty, knowing Biden was president right now, knowing for sure would be better than this process that yeah. we find ourselves in. Yeah. Um, I, I don't not that given that I still don't think it's over. Yeah. I, I don't think there's one way or another. Um, I have no idea how it's going to end, but I, I, I know one thing. I don't think it's over. Yeah. Between the constant court cases and everything. Mm-hmm. There's a lot. There's a lot to be done for sure. Mm-hmm. And that's that's why it's hard to be that. I can't imagine being the first, you know, news station to report like a. It's it's obviously a projection. Still, oh yeah, but you're still like it's it's a projection every year, but everybody accepts that as the outcome. You know, well, what right? Because I mean? like, we haven't seen yeah, this in yeah. in past years. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. with maybe exception in 2000 mm-hmm. with Florida, and you know, you had the whole hanging chads and yeah. and is that does that count as a vote? You mm-hmm. know, because it's only half punched. So does that yeah. mean? Yeah, you run into that whole fiasco that ends up going to the Supreme Court. The thing that you mentioned about the when like a late ballot, when a, when a ballot is uh-huh. late, how you said that midnight on election night, I know that every state has their own what they accept and what they don't because yes. everybody's looking at when a ballot is postmarked. Yep. And obviously if it's, it doesn't matter if it's po- like, they're not going to get it that night at midnight. So yeah, mm-hmm. if he does manage to get you know, his way in that aspect, then that'll obviously affect a ton of, like, the majority of the states, the swing states that we're in right now. Well, right, that would be, that would almost, at that point, that would be verging on a federal ruling that would affect every swing state, um, as opposed to, you know, these more special case scenarios like in Georgia or Wisconsin, where he's purely calling for a recount. You know, that's still purely the state level there. Um, But, I mean, you already have talks of, there's a potential that the Supreme Court's going to be involved and and all of that. And so, yeah, one way or another, unfortunately, I think we're in for quite the roller coaster over yeah, the next few weeks. Yeah. <laughs> and, and we knew it. That's the thing. I mean, going into it, everybody knew that. It, it was an election fit for 2020, wasn't yeah, it? It's yeah. just right along with the theme of the year. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, right now we're just, all you can do is wait. You, yeah. know, you, can, you can keep up. And now that I, I see that there's a projected winner. Mm-hmm. I'm just curious to see the what I like to pay attention to is the speeches that that happen. Oh yeah, I, I watched the Trump speech. I watched Biden's speech, mm-hmm. and being in Biden's like position right now, obviously because um, some news um, outlets have called him the mm-hmm. winner, projected winner. Mm-hmm. Do you still come out and say like 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 an acceptance speech, even though you know all these litigations are out, or yeah. do you still? kind of hold off like hey i know that the way it's looking right now it looks like i'll i will be the winner right but obviously we have to iron out all these 
these litigations that are, Mm -hmm. you know, in our way right now. And if you're Trump, do you just totally denounce that or do you kind of hold off until his litigations are done too? It's something that we'll see in the next week. So yeah. obviously, like, probably it'll happen. Some, something will be said. Oh, something before, absolutely will be said. Yeah, I, mean, I mean, I already saw Trump hit Twitter this morning mm-hmm. as soon as it, the news breached that Fox News, and I believe CNN, yeah. um, and maybe a couple other news outlets called the election for Biden officially. Uh, you know, he was right there on Twitter. So yeah. Yeah, I, don't think, I don't think either camp is going to be at all quiet no. yeah, in these yeah. next few days. Yeah. So we'll in fact, I think we can say we know they won't mm-hmm. be. Mm-hmm. But yeah, in addition to the election, man, I was going to just kind of ask you about some of the stuff leading up to it. I thought that you might oh, yeah. have some good insight on because I know that it was, it's been, a, as you said, a roller coaster. I know Tuesday night, me and a buddy of mine, he came over and, and we watched it together. He's Republican also. So it was, it was super because him and I, like, we were on CNN for a little bit and then we were on Fox News for a little bit because yeah. both of us are very, you know, like, I want to see both perspectives oh yeah obviously i completely agree they're, they're on either side of the spectrum completely agree. and i do have to say that fox news is like touchscreen is not nearly as nice as no CNN's it was not which no, i CNN. thought was absolutely cnn is like a giant iphone yes. touchscreen like it was so nice yeah that's the only thing that we, we both agreed on that for yes sure. yes but it, i mean it was it was nice to have them around and you know some just conversation as to how things were looking oh yeah and he and I both on social media, obviously, we're, we're keeping up and we're seeing all this divisiveness, I guess you could oh, yeah. say, like all, all these oh, yeah. tweets pertaining to if, like, if you voted for Trump, like, we, we just can't be friends. Mm-hmm. We can't, we can't, um, mm-hmm. like, I just don't want to even try to have a relationship with you. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I saw a lot of it just based on, like, followers. So I'm like, sure, if you, if you don't want people to follow you and you don't want to see their tweets based on a different political aspect then that's your opinion mm-hmm. but there were a lot of stuff that i saw of people like raising um like family members like they on facebook or or text or something and you'd see like oh you're you're brainwashed or you're racist and mm-hmm. all these things that it, it, it kinda, you're a communist you're yeah, racist there's, you got, yeah. there's all this and when it comes to family it's, it's hard because oh. i i know for a fact that my you know, expanded family. We're not, we're not going to say this. We don't always see the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's fine. Like mm-hmm. I'm, I'm never going to go up and, and have them feel, feel a certain way about that. And, and I know that politics is a very opinionated, you know, subject and, and that's fine. I, I'm the same way. I know that I, I feel very strongly about certain things oh, yeah. too, but I would expect respect in return, especially when it comes to family. And I know, I guess on the, you know, the friend side of it, do you, like, how did you react when you saw all those tweets? Because I, when I look at it, I know that I haven't experienced something like this based on a friend being like, if you're a Republican, don't talk to me. It's a, if you're a Trump supporter, if you, you know, agree with what this guy's saying, if you, mm-hmm. if you stand behind him, which I think is why the last four years have been so, you know, it's incredibly like divisive. It's, yeah. And it's, incredibly it's, it's been so. hard because I mean, I, I've never, gotten so into politics before this okay. time and even a news anchor mentioned like i don't know if it was trump's like intention to do this but uh-huh. he managed to get people much more engaged in in civic oh. conversation you know what i mean absolutely like, like if he tried to do it or not this is like this is an outcome and it's a good yeah. outcome I'm, I'm glad people are out voting oh yeah like it, it makes me happy that more people are 
getting involved in in politics and really listening and keeping up like mm-hmm. that's i feel like everybody should be happy about that yes but again do you like when you see and hear people talk so negatively about trump and and their opinions around him does that make sense like is that something that you oh i can absolutely see it yeah trump i think we i think we can start off and say uh it's incredibly easy to dislike trump yeah you know trump isn't exactly a a soft cuddly likable public figure in the slightest he wasn't he was by no means a john f kennedy Mm -hmm. or a ronald reagan where you know i don't agree with that guy's politics but i can agree with him as a person yes charisma trump's just not how he rolls he's too rough around the edges Mm -hmm. he has absolutely no filter Mm-hmm. And so, no, it, it doesn't surprise me at all that somebody can say, you know, I'd, if you're a Trump supporter, I, I don't like that. And, or if just I can't like Trump, like yeah. that's that's fine. Yeah. Um, because in all honesty, there are a lot of aspects about him that I don't like. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, this is a bit of a side note, but I felt like in, in this election, um, you know, particularly coming from the left, you heard that they wanted to make a difference and have no longer just a a rich old white guy in the office mm-hmm. well, it's like well then why did you nominate joe biden yeah right. i mean the dude's a 47 year politician mm-hmm. in the older senate trump. he's older than yeah. trump he's white he comes from an incredibly privileged family mm-hmm. um so i i just i was confused on that yeah um and that's kind of where that came from but in terms of how i feel you know as a as a trump supporter i support a lot of the things he does mm-hmm. But I, there are a lot of things that I disagree with him on, too. Yeah. I just happen to disagree with Biden's, with more of Biden's stances more often than yeah. I do Trump's. Yeah. Um, and so my approach has always been, you know, I don't, I don't care if you hate Trump. Mm-hmm. Just please, just don't hate me mm-hmm. for supporting him. Because, you know, you and I have been witness to this all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, we believe that politics don't define us. Mm-hmm. You know, you and I are incredibly close friends, and we yeah. have... We have varying political views, mm-hmm. but at the end of the day, we're very good friends and mm-hmm. we're very close because we, we can have and engage in civil conversation. And even if it's, you know, even if nobody changes and, and nobody's mind yeah. changes, yeah. we can at least say, okay, now I have a better understanding mm-hmm. as to why you believe that. Mm-hmm. And then you're more likely to work together. Yeah. And so I view that as an incredibly positive thing. Yeah. And that's what you mentioned, I know, when you had that conference that you went to when you, uh-huh. when you talked to someone who who didn't share your political views yeah you you were very like open about the fact that you know we didn't really have too many points that we we're like okay like i'm gonna i'm gonna sway my opinion a little bit right but at least you had an open conversation you yeah. understood the more of the reason why they think that and you felt better like that your relationship with like you didn't you didn't have any animosity or anything no i mean i we could see each other passing on campus and it would have been incredibly pleasant you know it would have been a smile and it would how are you doing and and incredibly genuine yeah um and she she talked about how she said you know i've never really i haven't really had like in-depth conversations with um kind of a classical conservative like you are Mm -hmm. um and I, I was just like, well, I would, I would encourage you to do, to do more because, I mean, I have very close friends that are mm-hmm. incredibly liberal. Yeah. Um, far more liberal than I am conservative even. Yeah. And I, I view that as incredibly valuable because I think, especially in political discussions, a healthy approach is to go into the conversation assuming that the other person knows something that you don't mm-hmm. even if it's one thing yeah. that you can learn from having that conversation with that person 
then it is more than worth having that conversation yeah. and yeah. emerging out of it both of you better mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah it's 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 hard today i mean obviously because I, I i mentioned the people are more engaged in civic conversation which is mm-hmm. great but it it's is. also when you get jump started into something like this because of someone like trump you look at the republican party with such like like he defines oh, yeah. the values of the, the republican party oh yeah you know what i mean like he encompasses every every aspect mm-hmm. of it and so i was going to ask you based on cuz i know you've I guess I don't don't really know like how you became engaged in politics like wh- when that started for you. I don't know if it was something that your family kind of brought you up in or um like through high school and just your experiences that's that's kind of where you gravitated towards because personally I in high school it was I was more on the side of it doesn't I'm not it's not what I'm thinking about all the time. Right. You know like um like I didn't even know what my like parents were or mm-hmm. anything like that. I just didn't really look too much at politics until uh, I got into college mm-hmm. and the people that I met and the conversations we had and then obviously the president we had at the time. It just oh, yeah. kind of solidified more based on my personal experiences and then what I'm seeing. Mm-hmm. But I guess what aspects of the Republican Party do you think define it? Like what characteristics, like what, what aspects of your life or the Republican Party like really you think highlights their core, like core beliefs and everything like that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, I guess one of the big ones for me, you know, I, as I mentioned, I am an accountant. Yeah. Um, and so fiscal conservatism is, is very large to me. Mm -hmm. Um, and kind of, it goes back to that old Reagan Republicanism, um, where it's smaller federal government, more is left up to the States. Yeah. And so I'm going to use a very, very hot button topic mm-hmm. as an example. Um, you know, I feel that some Republicans may take the stance that abortion should be illegal just everywhere. Mm-hmm. It should be illegal at a federal level. Yeah. Um, I believe the truly more conservative stance for that um, is something along the lines of what Justice and uh, former Justice Antonin Scalia said, um, that's a state's issue. Yeah. And that's the approach I take. Mm-hmm. The, the reason I say I support um, repealing Roe versus Wade is not to completely ban abortion. Mm-hmm. That's a whole different issue. Yeah, yes. the, the Roe v. Wade issue is I believe that, that it should be a state's issue. Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of a true, being a true Republican in my sense is the federal government should not have at, at least in my opinion as much power as it does now mm-hmm. i i feel that it is it is too large um and that comes back to the fiscal conservatism conservatism mm-hmm. and i believe that that there should be more power in the states because states government are more reflective of that population mm-hmm. um and so i take the approach of you know if California, for example, wants to have abortion be completely legal and with these parameters, Mm -hmm. that's fine. Those people voted for it. Yeah. Good. Mm -hmm. They took part in the political process. Mm -hmm. But then at the same time, if Kansas, for example, wants to have abortion be illegal, Mm -hmm. I I, I also view that as fine because they voted for it and that's part of the political process. And so just kind of as a a hallmark, small government. Yeah. Which is ironic because if you look historically, um, Republican presidents spend more mm-hmm. than Democrat presidents. Yeah. The only difference is 
the vast majority of that goes to the military. Yeah. Whereas Democrat presidents expand spending in more social yeah. programs mm-hmm. and administrations. Um, and so that's kind of, I, I truly believe the, you know, reducing taxes, reducing spending, balancing the budget. We can't keep continuing on this road that we're on of just racking up trillions and trillions and trillions of dollars of debt um and so that's that's really the part of the republican party that speaks to me Mm -hmm. i carry a whole lot of social views that would be more aligned with that of somebody on the left yeah Yeah. um it's just like i said i see more the republican party checks more boxes Mm -hmm. but there are absolutely boxes that the democrat party checks too. yeah which is kind of what a lot of people have to look at because when you're following a political figure they're not always going to have the same everything's not going to line up with what what your opinion is like that's just not going to be the case unless you run yourself Mm -hmm. you know so you that is kind of a pros versus con list that you have to write for yourself and figure out what really matters to you and like weigh each option you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. So yeah, man, I know that you mentioned the things that you were hoping to to tell everybody that why, why you believe the things that you believe. And I know that mm-hmm. you and I talk about it all the time, but oh, yeah. when you look at everything in, in, in the media right now and the things that they really highlight um, about the GOP and the, the Democratic Party and everything like that, it's it's almost rarely that you see conversation about hands on hands off which growing up when I we were going through school I know personally I learned all the time that the Democratic Party and the Republican Party were kind of cemented in their belief of how much government should there be mm-hmm. you know and growing up and reading through it I'm like both sides make sense you know and but it's not until you you live it you know what I mm-hmm. mean like before before you really understand what it means to have a government that that is really hands-on because Absolutely. then you see how they are, they're affecting your life, your income, yep. um, just every, everything about the, the things that you do on a daily basis. You know, as, as a kid, you're not impacted, you know, when we pay taxes right. and I know you're obviously very, you're I'm a tax <laughs> accountant, yeah, literally. Yes, so, sir. So you know, everything that there is to know about yep. what the government controls and, and mm-hmm. your, the money that you're making and, and everything like that. Um, which is great. I feel like a lot of people should, should really understand oh, like, yeah, what the the government has control of and the things that you could change or adjust in the future based on who you're voting for uh, and everything like that. But in addition to like hands on hands off, it's, it's interesting to kind of look back and see the other things that kind of separate those two parties. And I guess what, what are some things that you, notice right away that you could kind of disagree with on the democratic side that kind of sits you more in the Republican side. In addition to what you already have said, um, currently I'm seeing a trend amongst, especially people who are left leaning that there are certain things, whether it be, you can't say that you can't joke about that, you know, any of that. Of course, if it's inciting violence or degrading another human being, yeah, absolutely, you shouldn't say it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I don't like that trend of, of call it compelled speech mm-hmm. because as you and I have proven, the best way to overcome barriers is speech. Yeah. And you, know, you and your brother have 
have highlighted that greatly in your previous podcast episode. Um, and so, no, I'm not at all advocating for, for racial or um, homosexual slurs or anything yeah, like that. Yeah. That's not what I'm saying at all. What I'm saying, though, is you should be able to talk about everything. Yeah. Um, and I'm seeing a trend where, at least especially on the left, that isn't so much the case anymore. Mm-hmm. Where, you know, freedom of speech used to be, at the heart, a truly liberal standpoint. Yeah. It used yeah. to be that the conservatives were the ones who were saying, you can't bad- badmouth the government. The liberals yeah. were coming back saying, well, no, 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 you should be able to say anything. Mm-hmm. And so... I'm not I'm not calling at all calling it a flip. I'm seeing that trend and that's something that I don't necessarily um agree with. And as a, a massive fan of stand-up comedy, <laughs> I believe um that comedy is a very good way to highlight real issues yeah. in a more comfortable way. Mm-hmm. Um and it gets people to talk about it mm-hmm. and at least even subconsciously think about the issues that these comedians, for example, Dave Chappelle yeah, are joking yeah, about. I was watching all the ones on, on Netflix. That I love in. Dave Chappelle yeah, yeah. and he potentially one of the best comedian ever, mm-hmm. stand-up comedian ever. Um, but he does a very good job of highlighting what he feels as issues mm-hmm. in his jokes. Yep. And I think that's amazing. Mm-hmm. But then he gets absolutely just mud thrown at him from countless journalists and media sources that he shouldn't even be saying these things Mm -hmm. and you know in all honesty if there's somebody who can speak to his racial experience it's dave chappelle who is an african-american child from washington dc yeah so you know if there is if there's if he can't even say that well then technically speaking who can yeah. i believe everybody should yeah i i know exactly what you're talking about there's a lot of stuff that i watched of his recently because i've i've always been a fan oh, yeah. of his Same here. and um i keep up with other podcasts and i know dave chappelle has been placed on a pedestal that i can't imagine many other comedians could be put on oh, yeah. you know be, because of the fact that even even though the things that he says gets him in that kind of that backlash all the time uh-huh. he he says it with without any hesitation and he oh, bring yeah. he brings it up in his in his stand-up of uh conversations and journalists and stuff like that that have that have come at him based on the things that he said and obviously him and i are you know both minorities so so yeah. I, I mean I, I relate to a lot of things that he says but Absolutely. he also you know grew up in a similar you know, like suburban area or whatever mm-hmm. that, that I did. Mm-hmm. So him and I kind of, you know, are on on the same same two paths as it, as it said. But it's the things that that he highlights and a lot. It's a lot of LGBTQ mm-hmm. um, based jokes and everything like that. And I've actually reached out to um, someone who I know is in that community, and I, I was curious to see what his opinion was on, mm-hmm. it. and. Uh. And obviously I'm I'm trying my best to go into this conversation with you know an open mind and and a lot of empathy because I I don't know I I've seen the jokes but I don't know 
how they would hit me if I were a part of that community right. also, you know? Oh, absolutely. And I, I do think that he mentioned it was, it was kind of a mixed reaction. I mean, there's a lot of stuff that if it's a, if it's a sensitive subject for you and it can be for a lot of people, I, I think that it, it can be almost uncomfortable at the, at the most, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Just, it, it's almost hard to laugh at yourself sometimes. You know what I mean? And in situations where even if stand up comedy isn't your thing too, that right. can be tough because, right. because there's tons. I mean, he even he says so many jokes that would be technically at like our, my expense or your expense. And oh yeah. I, I think it's hysterical. If you, if you do it right, there's an approach that you can, Oh yeah. That you can take that. I do think it is important to note though, that if you're going to be a, a fan of stand up comedy, there is at least some degree of a thick skin needed Yeah, because you do need that thick skin to, or at least the ability to laugh at yourself, and absolutely, you know, I'm I'm Catholic, and so comedians love to make Catholic jokes. Mm-hmm. They love to just tear us apart. Yeah. But I find it funny mm-hmm. because it it absolutely, you know, for example, the scandal with of, of sexual abuse in the history of the Catholic Church. Mm-hmm. I I agree. Yeah. That is a horrible, egregious act. Yeah. In no way do I support it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when they make jokes about that, they are highlighting, you know, this shouldn't have happened. Mm-hmm. And but they're doing it in a funny way. Yeah. And so even though I, in that sense I agree with it, mm-hmm. um, they are coming after something that I hold very near and dear to my heart. Yeah. But I support them joking about it because if if I were to say you can't joke about that, well then what else can we can can we or can we not joke about? Yeah. Yeah. It's my understanding that it's the easier approach is to you joke about everything, mm-hmm. and if you don't like something. Mm-hmm. Don't watch that comedian. Yeah. Don't support him. Yeah. There's don't definitely comedians that I've I've listened to that I personally just don't think they hit on the on the the nail like like right. Dave Chappelle does it, when they try to make jokes like that. And I just you know I won't watch it. Yeah. But obviously you you mentioned that you know this whole conversation around stand up comedy was based on this it, it's like a it's like a sensitivity thing that I think on on mm-hmm. the democratic side that it's almost like everything's an attack and. I see that in a, in a lot of it, mm-hmm. but again, for, for my, my stance on that also, it's, I don't believe that the, the vast majority of the democratic party shares that, um, you know, lack of, you know, you, 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 you shouldn't say these things and, mm-hmm. and obviously they're highlighting very specific aspects of speech, right. you know, um, hate speech, whatever you want to, you want to call it. And mm-hmm. no, obviously I don't agree with, people saying things like racial slurs based anything like oh no i don't i don't either no way no way i don't at all but the thing is is obviously if you're never going to be able to stop someone from saying that anyway exactly you know like there's a that that kind of always it always gets funneled into this this um group for me of just those people are just disrespectful and and arrogant Mm -hmm. and uh it's it's the same with any other type of thing. Like we talked about bullying on this podcast, also. Oh yeah, it's it's in that realm of you know just disrespect and arrogance that there's no law that's gonna eradicate that. You know what right. I mean? It's it's everybody goes through it growing up, and it's it's horrible and it's unfortunate, but it's a reality. And hopefully, we can just move on and do better. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of my stance on it. I would, I'd hope that. I, I have seen, I, I know what you're, you're coming from when it comes to uh, things that you, like you're trying to outlaw like words or getting you to use specific words and stuff like that, that, that I can absolutely see where you're coming from. In a broader term, cancel culture, kind yeah. of. Yeah. I, I'm not, 
I'm not a fan of that. Mm-hmm. I don't like it. Yeah. Because, um, and cancel culture, you know, that term derived from Hollywood, mm-hmm. which is in terms of in aggregate about as left as it gets. Mm-hmm. Um, but th- the reason I don't like that is because name someone who's not human. Mm-hmm. Name someone who doesn't make a mistake. Mm-hmm. You know, you have like, of course, you have these men, Harvey Weinstein, Bill Cosby, doing these utterly despicable acts mm-hmm. for which they should be punished to the severest degree. Mm-hmm. Um, I completely agree with that. But then, you know, you have some of these other where it's now just these allegations like Chris D'Elia, Brian Callen, mm-hmm. um, all of these guys where, where they are completely entirely canceled and blacklisted forever because of allegations that can't necessarily be proven mm-hmm. or can't really be tied to anything at all, but they're still canceled. Yeah. I, don't, I don't like that. Yeah. Um, I believe that even if they did do those things, um, A, I believe it would come to light if they did. Mm-hmm. Um, B, if it didn't, and if they truly have amended themselves and made themselves better people, mm-hmm. Even if we can't prove to bring what they did to justice, mm. they have at least rehabilitated themselves to where they should at least have the privilege of a shot in society. Yeah. Um, it's, it's kind of that whole sense of you learn from your mistakes best. That's, that's true. Yeah. Um, and it is my understanding that, you know, if if these guys out of these you know allegations or anything if they come out of it as a better person and if they do some soul searching and they're like you know i i really should not have done that that was horrible mm-hmm. um then i view that as a positive thing because they're they're better they entered the situation as a flawed human being like i said to start out with they managed to make a massive mess of it there's mm-hmm. no there's no denying that absolutely but then if they come out of it and they've taken that mess, learned from it, become a better person, mm-hmm. don't you want that better person actively partaking in society and contributing yeah. their thoughts and ideas mm-hmm. to the greater good of the lives around them and our country as a whole? Mm-hmm. I think that would be an incredibly good thing. Yeah. But this, the sad thing is that's kind of not happening yeah. because yeah. of this cancel culture. That's another thing that I really don't like that's kind of a hot-button issue right now. Yeah, and that's that's such a... Yeah, it is is definitely on the forefront of, you know, Mm -hmm. conversation right now. And and even if even if you don't partake in it, you see it. I mean, it's all over, you know, social media all the time and someone makes a mistake every other day. Mm -hmm. So it's and that's what I think. I know in our social dilemma conversation, it was it's so easy to to find whatever whatever you want to put out there, whether it be um, like before you were famous, after you're famous, if you're the spotlight, if you're not like. Um, I know even Dave Chappelle made jokes about about that. He's like, it's only a matter of time before someone finds so- something he did before you before you get about himself. You know, yeah, 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 you know, absolutely. He's, he's like if it happened to Kevin Hart, it'll happen to him. You know. Yeah. So it's yeah, it's it's. I definitely don't agree with with things like that. Mm-hmm. Also, it's it's unfortunate, and it's again, as you know, you and I are both Christian. It's it's a you know, forgiveness is obviously a you know is is paramount to our beliefs yeah Yeah. Yeah. and it's the hip the hypocrisy behind a lot of it 
it, it's unfortunate for me because I know that, you know, you, looking at yourself, I, you've always, everybody's done something that they don't, they, they're not happy about it. Oh, they, exactly. they, oh yeah. They changed from, and it's hard for me to put that on someone else. And it, and it's always like, for me, it's a severity of what, what they did, what they didn't do, whatever. Um, some things I know are so rooted in people that it's, it's not going to change. And, but if you see an active, like attempt, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's only going to affect me if I decide to hold like bitterness and, and, you know, exactly. not, not, not forgive them. It's not going to affect them at all. It's always going to affect me more. So, because if they've made peace with it, it's yeah. not bothering them anymore. Mm-hmm. If they've accepted it and they've tried to move on and, and better their lives because of it, yeah. that's not bothering them. It's bothering everyone around them who yeah. lets it still define that person. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I don't think that you should ever be defined by one action, mm-hmm. be it positive or negative. Mm-hmm. I think you should look at it in the aggregate. And so, for example, you can look at all of, let's go super extreme, Adolf Hitler's actions. Mm-hmm. Take his, his life in aggregate. That dude wasn't a good guy. Mm-hmm. To say, to yeah. put it lightly, yeah, yeah. he was a horrible human being. Mm-hmm. Um, but you have to look at everything mm-hmm. because I'm sure somewhere in there, Hitler did a good thing somewhere. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He held the door for an old lady. Mm-hmm. You know, that's a good action yeah, to yeah. do. Yeah. But if you look at it in the aggregate, you know, the bad far outweighed the mm-hmm. good. Um, and so I think that would be kind of an approach with this cancel culture. It's yeah. let's look at it in the aggregate. You know, he made a horrible decision 25 years ago, mm-hmm. but in those 25 years since he has completely flipped and he's, you know, if we, if we're going with sexual assault allegations, he's donated to, um, charities that specifically help mm-hmm. battered women and women in abusive relationships and women suffering from sexual assault. You know, he's volunteered at organizations like that. Um, and he's been an outspoken supporter mm. of, you know, that kind of reform and, and talking about it, yeah. then it would be my understanding that we can say, okay, we do not agree with what you did then, mm-hmm. but you have made up for it and you've gotten better. Yeah. So welcome back. Mm. That's kind of the redemption aspect. Of yeah. It. Yeah. Yeah. Well, man, I know that we've kind of got a little bit further probably than we were expecting, but we all, that's all, you know, oh, we, yeah. we, you and I always start. This podcast and with it, you and me could be five hours oh, long yeah, if we easily, wanted it to. Easily, it could be Joe Rogan like plus. Um, oh but, yeah, yeah. We'll definitely have to have you out again, man. I, I appreciate it. I know Thomas wanted to be here. We'll, oh, figure, yeah. we'll figure out a time when we can get everybody. Yeah, I'd love involved. to have the three of us. I think that'd be yeah, really cool because he obviously he brings opinions that don't even align with mine verbatim too. So oh yeah, we get another another voice and another yeah, interpretation. Absolutely, sign me up. Yeah. So it's. I appreciate it again. You having oh, I, out. I loved it. Thank you guys for watching. Yes. Uh, if you have any questions pertaining to this, please let us know. Again, obviously we we have all the information based on up to the I think it's the set it's the seventh right now, so just keep that in mind. Um, but as always, guys, appreciate you watching. Share, like, subscribe, and we'll see you next time.